Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We are in the thick of horror movies coming out. Every day it seems like there's a new one coming out on a streaming platform in the theater. But today we are going to take a dive into the movie that just came out on Hulu titled No One Will Save You. Welcome in, everybody, to another Hometown Ghost Stories Horror Movie Review. As always, I am your dashing, your charming, the greatest host of the three of us, Rob Coakley. And I am joined by Dave Wilkins. Hello. Am I at least the second best? Maybe. We're going to let the audience decide on who the second mm. best is. And as well as Jesse Wilkins. Hey, guys. Yeah, you guys are always great at these intros. But today we are talking about the movie no one will save you dave let's get right into it why don't you hit us with the synopsis of this movie no one will save you directed by brian duffield bryn finds solace within the walls of the home where she grew up until she's awakened one night by strange noises from unearthly intruders and that's it for the that's the whole synopsis it's a brief one, but that's important. And what's also important is everybody needs to know, we say this all the time, but if this is your first time finding us and listening to a horror movie review, we spoil horror movies. And we talked about it. We're like, hey, should we do this, you know, spoiler free because it's new and we usually like to do that, you know, at least do half the review or somewhere around there without spoiling it. There's no real way to do it with this movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's good. There's your spoiler free review. Now we're going to have to spoil the movie. Let's even even if you you might not like this movie, but I do think it's important that you see it is what I will say. I think there's going to be two sides of the coin on this movie. People are going to really like it or people are going to really hate it. Either way, it's worth watching and seeing which side of that coin you could come down on. Now, all that being said, here's your three second countdown because we're going to get into it. Three, two, one. And I'm going to start talking about this movie. Bruce and Willis I was dead the whole time. <laughs> all right. And that's it, guys. We're all done. Um, I think there's two important things that I want to talk about with this movie before we jump into a group discussion and before I allow you guys to hit your points. There's two things that like just absolutely stood out to me. The first, the sound design and the score of this movie was so well done. It in recent history, I don't know if I've heard. I mean, we've heard really good soundtracks and stuff, but the entire sound design of every moment of this entire movie was excellent. Every little creak felt like it mattered. Everything that you heard mattered in this movie from the score to the creaks to, to breathing, just everything felt like it mattered in this movie. And that really like caught my attention as I was watching this. The other thing that we have to say is, or at least I have to say the actress, the main, the main actress, Caitlin Dever, one of the most phenomenal horror movie experience acting jobs I've seen. It was incredible. She did a home run of a job. Even if you didn't like this movie, I think with those two things, and I'm not trying to lead the witness with this, but I think sound design and her performance alone, 
if you're counting on a scale of five stars, should be 1.5 stars. I think those two things make this a three minimum. And we'll talk about some other stuff, give our actual scores. But those two things in general for me just add up to a three right out of the gate. And now I'll let you guys jump in and talk about what your are for this movie. You're 100% right about the sound design and the, the music and the score and everything. It was perfect because it had to be. It yeah. absolutely had to be. And the reason for that is, here's your first spoiler, there is not a single word of character dialogue in this entire movie. Not yeah, I think one scripted. One, I think there's one line of dialogue in the entire thing. If it was, it was right in the beginning and it happened before I noticed that there wasn't any. So I forgot about it by the by that time. If there was, I don't know if there was. She yeah. spoke a little bit at the end because I started paying attention to it. I'm like, she's not talking. I don't think she did. She did. She said hi to... She waved. No, she she, she talked. No, she didn't. I'm 100% sure because I was waiting for it. I'm like, are they going to talk in this movie? I promise you, she talked a little bit at the end. I was also looking for it. I didn't catch it. So it must have been real brief. I know she waved. But... The, to Rob's point, the sound design was great because it absolutely had to be. If the sound design was not good and the score was not good, this would have been a this would have been Skinnamarink. This would have been a shit movie because what we have a spectrum of movies and how they basically are presented to us. Right on one side of the spectrum, you have a movie like Killer Book Club, which treats its audience like idiots and hyper explains everything with exposition dumps from the characters and just it's obnoxious and you shouldn't treat your audience as if they're idiots. The other side of the spectrum is Skinnamarink where they don't give you anything. You don't get character dialogue. You don't get plot. You don't get any tips. You get no uh, exposition dumps. You get nothing. It's completely left up to the consumer to figure out what's going on and put it together themselves. Um, both those movies sucked. <laughs> so this is a weird spectrum. Right in the middle of this spectrum is where you want to be. And I think that's where this movie lands. They were they they made the interesting decision of going with no character dialogue or effectively no character dialogue. They, so they explained nothing to you. You could have watched this movie and not been able to piece together exactly what they want you to get. I think it was fairly obvious, the overall point of the movie and the purpose of the characters and, and their plight. But... You, you could have missed it, but I thought it was a really good job of portraying what they wanted to get across. And they, and obviously you have an alien invasion going on and that was really well executed. Whereas in Skinnamarink, you didn't know what the fuck was going on unless you read the synopsis. And this movie, was, they didn't even give you that with the synopsis. So right. I thought this movie was extremely well executed. It absolutely was. And you guys are right about the sound. But I thought the music was absolutely amazing. And every, every sound that you heard in that movie was super important. And absolutely well executed i don't think I, even if the acting was bad or if they had some dialogue this is not at all comparable to skinnamarink i understand what you were doing with your spectrum i wasn't comparing it but there's there's they would have had to stare at the corner of a room for half the movie for this to be skinnamarink and it's, it's not even close to that level but this movie was it was so much fun it was it was silly and it was fun. Now, silly is probably a weird word to describe this because it was, you know, it was scary. And I immediately, when you saw the little toesies, yeah, little tentacle toesies, I was like, this is going to be an awesome movie because it's yeah, really, really goofy. So you didn't know what it was. Was it an intruder right off the bat? Was it something paranormal going on? Front doors wide open. And then you see it. And you're like, oh man, it's an alien. And you know what I liked about this this alien? 
eventually they did change the appearance, but the first look at this alien was like the traditional alien that you see in comic books. You see mm. it in it's the emoji <laughs> cartoons. You see, it's just the big gray alien with the big black eyes. And it's, it's just, you're like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're doing nothing creative about it. Looked cool. Looked cool. CGI was fine for the most part. It looked like a traditional alien, but it was still scary. And it had some unique powers. It was kind of manipulating the electricity in the room. You got that pretty much right away. But they were able to kind of set the boundaries of what it could do and what it could not do for the most part right off the bat. So you kind of knew what you were dealing with. And acting was phenomenal. It was shot so well. Like this was a movie that I'm kind of bummed out that I didn't go see it in theaters. I don't know if it even Mm -hmm. went to theaters. It didn't. So straight to Hulu. Yep. And... Is it, but that felt like wouldn't wouldn't you have loved to see that in like a big screen? Yeah, like, yeah. They just around shot and everything. Man, that would have been awesome. But instead, I was watching it on my phone at my son's football practice because I was like, "Oh shit, we got a horror movie to review tonight." So <laughs> this is a movie I'm definitely gonna go back and watch again on the on the big screen or something with some with the sound bar on for sure. So I'm not a big sci-fi guy. Like that's never been like one of my favorite genres. There's movies that I like. Like I love Alien. But I've never like send all your hate mail to Jesse, but I never was really into the Star Wars franchise as a whole. They never resonated with me as a kid for whatever reason. I always wish they did. It was like one of those series I would watch the movies and I'm like, man, I really want to get into this. But space, space is never my thing. But when it's done well, it's always so interesting. And this is one of those movies that it's like, I'm not into aliens so much, but when they do it right, when they do alien, aliens, the thing, this, it's just so terrifying because this is one of those horror movies that when aliens are done right, and like you said, Jesse, this is like the trope look of the the aliens, but I love that they did that. But even though it's that look that we probably designed or whatever, aliens coming to the planet someday is not, in my opinion, out of the realm of possibility. Hang on. So, in the, it's in the realm the of maybe already has happened. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because the ones that they found in Mexico and presented, the ones that they have in a box, <laughs> they unboxed the aliens and they looked kind of like this. Eyes not as big, but maybe they were at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're not that far off. I read that those aliens, off. I read that those aliens were pregnant. Yeah. Look and alive. That. And alive. <laughs> yeah. And definitely not made out of paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> not paper mache, not paper mache. But Rob, to your point, this, this, and also, I'm not a big sci-fi guy either. So I do, I do kind of draw the line. Did grow up on Star Wars, but send their hate mail to Dave. I'm also like not a crazy <laughs> Star Wars person. I, but in fairness, I you also guys are lump, you guys are both lumping horror sci-fi into the much wider I, well here's category of sci-fi. Like Star Wars and Alien are not the same genre. No, right, but, but I'm saying what I. Yeah, that's so sorry, Jesse, to jump over you there. But yeah, to me, it's I don't seek out outer space stuff, whether Mm -hmm. it's action or comedy or whatever. Outer space is just never a realm that like I'm excited to travel to or when aliens come to the planet. It's not always something that I'm interested in. I think it's just kind of bland sometimes. The Thing is the best horror movie ever made. I, I love the thing. 
And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that every single one. I'm saying when it's done right, it's amazing. But there are people that will go and watch everything just because it's in outer space. Here's the balance, and, though. No, sorry, you can finish your point. I'm just saying, like, I and I'm just never seeking out outer space movies where, like, I will seek out a paranormal movie. Like, I'll watch every single paranormal movie that's ever put out, whether I love it or hate it, because I just love the genre that much. I won't seek out sci-fi stuff, whether it's action, whatever. Yeah. So here's the balance. And here, here's why this, I think, worked for at least me and you, Dave. I don't know where you stand on outer space movies. But when it comes to this kind of movie, this was a perfect balance of sci-fi and your traditional horror movie. And there's one driving factor. It takes place on Earth. So you have it on Earth. Obviously, spaceships come, aliens are here. This reminded me a lot of the movie Signs, where mm -hmm. they don't really know what they're dealing with, and the whole movie is taking place on Earth. So that's why it worked for me. I think that's probably why it worked for you as well. And it was a nice balance of the two, because this had your traditional horror elements of not necessarily a haunted house, but... You had your running scenes. You had your as gory as they could be scenes in the PG-13 movie. You had, you know, the chase scenes. You had the stabbing. You had the battles. You had, you know, she's she's fighting this, these aliens that keep coming into the house with just things around. She's boiling pots of water and splashing oh, those so on them, good. which mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this movie is already, this was actually one of my negatives, but then it kind of turned into not so much. This movie is already feeling a little bit like a science knockoff where aliens are coming to space and I'm trapped in my little farmhouse, whatever. When she set the water up, I'm like, please don't use the water as a weapon. Don't let this be their weakness. That would be the, the like, at that point, I would think the writer slash director, cause it's the same guy. I would think the guy who wrote this movie had not seen the movie signs and just happened to accidentally come up with the same way to kill the aliens. But she, she used the boiling water as a weapon, but it didn't, that wasn't what killed that alien. So it was, it was, it was awesome. A mop is what killed that alien. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This movie was, uh, the, the monsters are really cool. The aliens, we'll call them aliens, were really good. There was a lot of CGI in this, but I thought it was uh, pretty good. I didn't really have any major problems with the CGI, which usually ends up being a negative. But I thought the CGI was re really well done in pretty much every aspect. So I don't, I don't think I had, especially with that little alien that crawled into her mouth there. I thought that was uh, yeah. super, super creepy, real gross out. Reminded me a little bit of something that you would have seen in the thing. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, I was a little disappointed that Alien didn't come back at the end of the movie, but the movie went and the ending went a different direction that I really liked. So I, I actually we'll get into the ending later, but I thought the Alien was really cool. And what I liked about it, it was they all weren't the same. They are all shaped a little bit differently. Like some of them were much larger. Some of them were smaller. There's this little like baby alien with really long extremities, which was super creepy looking. And then there was the really, really tall one with super long legs. And they, it was definitely inspired by a praying mantis when they designed this because he had like the big, long praying mantis shaped arms and very creepy. I thought the, the costume design... I mean, unless they were entirely CGI and it wasn't a costume, which is possible, but whatever you want to call that was super effective and very creepy. And they were, did a good job of bringing in that traditional alien look and putting their own spin on it. Yeah. And one of the things that, that this movie did really well was it kept you guessing. It kept you guessing in terms of 
what are the abilities of this alien? We know it can manipulate electricity. We know that it can move really fast and do certain things. So what are the what are the abilities of this this alien? And then also, what are the limits that this space this spacecraft can do? Because you have this beam of light that's coming down, and it seems to be searching around. It'll pick people up, but it seems to only work when you're in the beam of light. But it kind of seems like it knows what's going on inside of places. So you don't know if it has infrared or some sort of um, x-ray stuff going on with it. Cause they never really show that they, I'm glad they didn't show up, but they didn't show the aliens behind the computers, like taking a look and zoning in on stuff. Like you would have seen in like an eighties sci-fi movie or something. You got very little of seeing the aliens on the ship. You did get a, a quick glimpse of it towards the end of the movie, but it, it added to the fear of it. Cause you're like, I don't know how much they can do. And this actually leads me to one of my negatives, which was when she first started fighting with this alien, she couldn't get away. It was, you know, p- causing the refrigerator to go crazy, causing the lights to go crazy. She picked up the phone, the phone would start screaming at her. It was clearly manipulating electronics, but also it was like pulling it towards her with this magnetized pull or whatever. But then all of a sudden she's able to like basically have this fight like out of a scream movie where the thing keeps coming at her and she's kicking it away and then she's throwing something at it. And it just seems like maybe that was not as strong of an alien. Maybe it wasn't too clear on what they could or couldn't do, but it seemed like there was an imbalance of this all powerful creature. And you get this in a lot of horror movies. I think before we get away from that, I think that they did a good job making it so that there are different types of this alien. There's one that looked like a baby. There's one that was enormous. And there were a couple that had telekinetic powers. So I think and this is a movie that didn't give you anything. You had to figure it all out for yourself. I think they were showing that this these aliens were either in different stages of evolution or there was like different like interspecies versions of each other. So like one might be super strong, two at least two of them had telekinetic powers. And there's one that looked like a baby that just seemed like a little Chucky doll thing that would run around, didn't really have any sort of power. Yeah, that's so fair. I, I didn't really think of that. So maybe maybe in the beginning of the movie. The one that she killed, which by the way, I was shocked when when they backed up and she had stabbed the thing in the head. That was awesome. Maybe that was one of the more powerful ones. So maybe the one that she got into that kind of goofy, which actually it was it was an awesome fight. So the one that she ended up killing with a mop, maybe that was just not maybe that was just not a strong one or didn't have the same kind of power. So yeah, that I'll first concede, one I'll was I that, think, point. that first one seemed to be a symbol for what ended up what we ended up finding out happening with her and her best friend Maud was that there was a they, were, they had an altercation where they pushed each other back and forth when they were kids and she hit her with the rock and accidentally killed her. And sort of it was sort of the exact same thing that happened with that fight with the alien. They were in a back and forth fight and she accidentally killed it. So right. I think that they, I don't think that was an accident. That was probably um, a foreshadowing. I agree. And I was glad that they did kind of button that up at, at the end. I mean, we can go through, I don't Rob, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add before we get into the ending here. I did like the three separate, uh, yeah, because I haven't talked in 20 minutes. I do like that they had the three separate types of aliens there. I like that there was a mix-up of it. To Dave's point, uh, actually, to Jesse's point, seeing it in the theater, the one scene that I thought would have been awesome in the theater was the giant praying mantis one on top of the house. Mm -hmm. That would have been great to see in the theater. That, like, of all the scenes, I'd like to see the whole movie in the theater. I thought they did a good job, but not perfect of we're getting like this evolution of the main character and she did great, 
but it seemed like there was like a germophobia thing in the beginning for her that was what i was gathering she didn't really want to touch anything i know she was scared of like seeing Maud's parents but she didn't want to interact with anybody but it felt like they were doing this germophobia thing and that kind of just goes out the window i understand that like things are shit's hitting the fan and you kind of just got to let that go at some point but i would have liked to seen that come back a little bit if that's what they were going for maybe i'm maybe i'm misdirecting some of the acting on that but maybe when you, so she got that that worm creature inserted into her throat maybe they said how can we make this worse we'll make her a germaphobe because that's mm-hmm. the last type of like nobody would want that but it would be extra excruciating for a germaphobe so maybe they added the germaphobe detail just to make that one scene more painful that's fair but you didn't really see that by that point because she had already done everything she could to touch everything but but for survival so i, I don't know i'm kind of back and forth on that a little bit it's like why add it if it's just going to get dropped type of deal why doesn't mm-hmm. that come back around towards the end? Um, and other it kind than of that, leads to a mystery at the end. Uh, did did you guys did this bother you at all? There seemed to be an inconsistency with how big the big one was. So when it crawls over the roof, which I agree was awesome, and I do wish I saw that in the theater. This thing was huge, right? But then it when it goes through the car doors and it's poking its head out, it's basically just a little bit bigger than a human being, and it was a huge inconsistency with how big it was on the roof and then its head fits through the the car window and it really only looked a little bit bigger than a human. I, I would go back and watch that if I were you and see like, does this add up? Like is this, would that massive thing be able to fit through that window comfortably? It might've been a forced perspective shot though. Like if you're, cause of the way you were looking at it from that angle, maybe it was intended to look bigger than it actually was. Or I'm not sure. I have to see it again, to be honest. Possibly. So the was, first was scene, the head that big or was it just tall? Right. I know when it was poking through, it was only like a third of its body was going through the, because most of it was stuck outside of the car. Yeah. Maybe I'd have to go back and watch, but I just remember, I remember watching it run up and then watching it poke its head through. I'm like, wait a second, did his head just shrink? Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong about that, but I would go back and look. I will say what, what I, I laughed out loud at a few of these things, but I laughed because it was awesome. It wasn't like I thought it was poorly done, but one of them, which was actually one of the more creepy scenes, but I initially laughed at was when she walks up and she first sees the big one and it's doing like this praying mantis dance. It's like, and it's like switching its arms around. Thought it was hilarious. Then the more I watched, I was like, imagine seeing that in person and not knowing (laughs) what the hell you're looking at. Uh, Dude, this movie was cool. This movie was, it was fun. And I think it was awesome. The, the other thing I want to say is we always talk about like with like quote unquote monster movies, sometimes showing too much monster is a bad thing. I think in this movie, it's fine. I thought it's showing ne- it. It's never the case with alien movies. Okay. The monsters are, think of alien, think of the thing, think of this, think of every alien movie we got the monsters. You never, you always get a lot of monster, but it never feels like too much monster. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I just felt like it was fine throughout the entire movie, and I'm glad they didn't pull back on that at all. They just embraced it, and it came out really good on that aspect. Do we want to talk about the final act? Yeah. I absolutely uh, loved the ending of this movie. Uh, See, so yeah, I thought it fell a slightly flat for me. Not completely, and I don't even know what I would change, but I thought the delivery of the ending, I don't know, I felt like maybe it was missing just a little bit something and i wish i could say usually i'm like hey here's what i would have added this movie i can't but something felt like it was missing 
And what I will tell you real quick is the one line of dialogue in this movie was, I'm sorry, Maude, I'm sorry, at the end of the movie. So Jesse was correct. Yes. He was half correct. He was fully correct. He said the last line was hi. She said hi to someone. Uh, well, he said it she was said, at the end no, of the movie. When she first, when she first having, started having like her little dream heaven scenario when she got the thing in her throat, she said hi to Maude or something like that. Okay. So like hi mod or something something like that. So maybe it was a thought in her head, but I'm pretty sure she said it out loud. But I'm I'm positive I that at the, so. I am positive that at that scene I was confused, but at the end of the movie I was like, oh, there's your dialogue. So anyways, we don't have to reiterate that point. Maybe a little thing. Now I don't know how much it lines up with the story, but maybe the perfect ending. And I for for me, I loved this ending, especially when they panned up to the flying saucers. Awesome, mm-hmm. because you're you know that when you're watching you're like all right everyone's like a zombie basically and or they they remember absolutely nothing and now she's in her dream world but you don't know if the aliens are still there you think maybe she's just dealing with these shells of the human beings that they used to be and now she's able to craft everyone to do what they, she wants them to do or or whatever and you're kind of also in the balance of well maybe this is just her in heaven maybe this is her perfect ending maybe she died but then when you pan up to the to the aliens, then it answers your question. Like, no, 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 they're they are still there. I think maybe a little bit of a twisted ending before they panned up to the aliens, maybe would have been the people that she was dancing with, maybe still had the things moving in their throat or something. But I don't know how much that adds up to whatever ending that they were actually going for there. But if you well, still didn't, like a creepy factor. Didn't one of them they had that, I thought. Did they? Yeah. Uh, you gotta forgive me but again. Me- I wa- I watched this on my phone. So yeah. I was looking that, for that- it. So the main guy she was dancing with, when she walks up to him, you see it in his throat. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So this this ending was perfect, and I don't think it needed anything else. Because if you look at the movie as a whole, right, and you don't, it's not, this movie kind of fits together like a Tarantino movie, sort of, where you don't really figure out the beginning until the middle of the movie, and then the ending makes sense. So what the way the story works chronologically is her and her best friend, Maude, had that falling out where she hit her with a rock, call a falling out, right? They had that falling out where she hit her in the head with a rock and her friend died. So she, then there's a time jump to technically the beginning of the movie. So she kills her friend. She gets out of whatever punishment that she had, which they didn't actually show in the movie. You kind of have to surmise that part. And she gets back to town and moves into her mother's house and nobody in the town wants to talk to her. Completely ostracized, completely shunned basically everyone thinks she's a monster for what she did so she keeps to herself she's basically in her house doing little things she builds a little mobile which ends up being the end scene which i think is interesting then gets attacked by aliens and the alien whole alien situation goes down she gets they pull her up and they access her memories and they're like oh they they say that's interesting they didn't say it and then they let her go and now the whole town with the exception of her is possessed by these aliens and now the town accepts her for who she is so this whole thing it it took so it's like it's a happy ending for her in the most dark twisted way possible where everybody was brainwashed by aliens and now she's re-accepted into society so it looks like a happy ending but it's actually a super super dark depraved ending and it's i thought it was perfect yeah. The the only scene towards the end that I didn't like, and that was a great summary, Dave. I do like the ending a little bit more after you saying things that I knew, but like laying it out better. Mm. 
what was the scene where she was was she fighting a doppelganger of herself like what was that or was that just a random woman but i thought it was her no it was her it was the aliens like i didn't that didn't work for me that was the only thing that didn't work for me she was her and herself and i think that that was her it was showing her regret for what she did to her friend but she was visioning envisioning her friend as herself and I think that that was a basically an allegory for her self-destruction, which is why she ended up killing herself. Yeah, that's how, I didn't, I, that's how I read that. That one just that scene just didn't work for me that way. I don't know. I, I just I didn't like it. Personally. I think they were using it to put an emphasis on the fact that the aliens were controlling people's minds. And it might have showed her starting to slip into their control from when she had that thing in her throat. Maybe it was there was some residual energy left over there. Who knows? The thing, the thing that's great about this movie is they left all this stuff up for the audience to interpret, which is what we're trying to do. So right. that might have had a completely different meaning that I didn't catch, but that's kind of how I read it. Gotcha. Yeah, you addressed that very poetically, so I'm just going to go with whatever you said, but I actually low-key low kind of agree with Robert. I don't think that scene was even necessary. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, maybe. Shall we hop into some ratings? Yes. Yeah, I'll um, I'll start. I'm going to give it a 4.5 I for all the reasons that I said. I, I thought that one scene that I just brought up was a little bit bad. I still would like the ending tied up a little bit, but overall I went into this movie blind, didn't know it was an alien movie, was really pleasantly surprised. I'm very happy. I went into it blind um, 4.5 for me. I got it at a four, eight. I honestly had thought about giving it a five, but I got a little bit bored in the middle. When it was just a constant, it just seemed like it was kind of repeating itself. It was just kind of running around the running around. It, it turned into like the never-ending Jurassic Park scene of hiding behind a corner while the alien walks by and is looking for her in the house. It was just not kind of nonstop. So for me, it, it would have been a little bit higher. Now four eight is extremely high, but it would have it could, it was petering around a four nine for me. I wouldn't give it a five, but four eight for me. Loved this. It was different mm-hmm. and for a PG 13 movie to, to do as well as they did with this one. I, I, you know, hats off to them. It was great. The fact that it's PG 13 is the reason I'm giving it a five, because if for what this is, this is a, this is a PG 13 alien movie that hits every level of what I would want out of that movie. I don't think it needed the R rating. I think adding the R rating and kicking up the gore would have been useless. And it, they basically, they, they brought in their audience and executed everything they would have had to execute. And I don't think that PG-13 movie, PG-13 rating hurt the movie in any way. So I just, it was, it was perfect. I thought it was a perfect PG-13 sci-fi horror movie. Well, um, the cheat code for them as well is aliens are sort of a cheat code for PG-13. You're allowed to get away with a little bit more because it's not humans that are getting attacked. Mm-hmm. constantly i mean obviously if the alien's attacking the human then it doesn't matter but when you're stabbing an alien or something you're allowed to do that a bit more you can also make the alien blood a different, different color, color true. longer blood true. right yep you're yeah, right was... and the, the other cheat code here is they didn't have to worry about taking out curse words because there weren't words mm-hmm. right so avoided that that's fair, yeah, so, but still for the for the category of PG thirteen horror, I think this is as good as it's going to get. I agree, absolutely agree. for sci fi horror, yeah, for sure, and even even for horror. I mean, PG thirteen, we we talk about it all the time. It's like, dude, just just go for R. 
Just go for, oh, for, 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 for slashers. You can't. You can't have a PG thirteen slasher. No, it doesn't you can't work. Have a PG-13. You can't do it. You can do it with ghosts, and you can do it with with uh, aliens. Sci fi. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. All right. Well, that's gonna do it. This is clearly a movie that we think you should go watch. I hope you watched it before this review. But for myself, for Dave, and for Jesse, we will catch you next time. Oh, by the way, I'm just gonna tell you what we're reviewing next time because our next horror movie review will drop on Friday the 13th. So we will continue our Friday the 13th series review with Friday the 13th part three and part four. So make sure you're up to date and have watched those movies like I have about a million times. Finally get the Jason mask. (laughs) Finally get the Jason mask. Before we completely sign off, let me thank our patrons. For our VIPs, we have Allison V, Dakota G, Donnie N, Jeannie R, Jennifer P, Lisa J, Mike Oubliette Blake, Mom and Pops W, Nick, Robert H, Demon King, Irish Assassin, aka Inspires Gaming. For our Warren's Words, we have Amby Rose, Anna C, Kath Q, Chris C, Cody G, Cyclone Dick, Dave Denial, DC, Elizabeth Young, Lily, Jake V, Janice G, Marfire, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Sarah Cook, Siobhan, not Sharon, Steph A of the COTS. We have Sydney B, the other Rachel B. Adam S, Al Capone. Al Capone's allegedly poorly taxidermied wife, Alicia E. Anthony, how long can I make this anyways? T. Ashley M. I. Uh, Brennan W, we have Bren, uh, Brennan, the targeted avalanche, Captain McSlugs, Colby 0204, Crystal Quinn, Huska Castle, Hooker, Impin' Easy with Cyclone Dick, Joe R, Kelly C. Kiralee J for page two. We have Mark. We have Michaela T, Mina H, Mariah M, Nuthouse Queen, Paul from St. Louis, Pork, Sam from the Paul, Solar Flare, Soph, Hooper, Tall Dave, The Big Spag Nasty, Tiffany H, Wayne Christie, and Zenu is my homeboy. $3 a month, you get early access to horror movie reviews, as well as ad-free episodes, bonus content, and more VIPs. You have won a limited edition episode 100 Hometown Ghost Stories t-shirt. I love that uh, one of our newest patrons might actually be our newest patron. Mark followed the code that we laid out, the, the <laughs> one syllable Patreon names. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for this horror movie review for myself, for Jesse, for Dave. We will catch you next time when we review Friday the 13th. Peace.